Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Let's have all of our dads stand up. Let's honor all of our dads today. Let's give them a hand. Happy Father's Day, dads. Glad you're here today. You know, every year at Mother's Day, we have a little drawing and we give away flowers to the moms that win the drawing. And this year we thought, you know, that'd be a good thing to do for our dads. So we have flowers for you as well. if that's what you would like to purchase with your Lowe's gift card, okay? <laughs> but we have, yeah, Debbie said everybody was stressing out, afraid you guys were going to be drawn for flowers. But we have a $30 gift card that we're going to give out to our dads. They, we have four of these, actually. Uh, so uh, does all of our dads have a number, okay? Oh, you get, your dads can be seated. You don't have to stand up. We need a number right there. You can't get one out of here. You definitely will not win. Where are the other numbers? Yeah. Miss Catherine has a number right here. Any other dads that do not have a number? Okay. Now give me, uh, I I want Spencer. Where's Spencer? Spencer, come up here. I want to brag on Spencer a little bit. I I really don't know of another teenage boy that works as hard as this boy works. I mean, he is at every function that we have as a church. So I just want to say thank you. You're doing a good job, and I'm gonna, because of that, I'm going to let you draw all four of the numbers out of here today, okay? And Grandpa is back there saying you better pull his number, but we'll, we'll see. But I just want to say, don't, don't you guys think Spencer does a good job? I mean, if it's washing windshields, if, if it's setting up, uh, I mean, he's, he's here working, not just hanging out. I mean, he's finding things to do to the point that we're, hey, Spencer, I need you to do this and that. I mean, he just does it. And uh, so thank you. Appreciate you doing that. All right. So all of our dads have a number? All right. Spencer, see if you can pull out a number there. What do you got? Number four. All right. Pull out another one. I think we have more numbers than we have dads today. Number six. Oh, Dave, come on up. Happy Father's Day to you. All right. Okay. Let's pull out another number here. Number 16. Who's that? Oh, happy Father's Day. That's two years in a row, huh? Look at here. He's got a record going here. Yeah, yeah, no. All right. Okay, let's pull out another number here. 17. Who came in right behind Andre? All right, DJ or Dan. Happy Father's Day, sir, to you. All right. Do we have a dad here? In all of your years of attending Victory Church, you have never won. Almost like my wife was for Mother's Day last year. And she went, Dean, do we have another dad? Dean, how many years running is it? How many years running? Four? Four years running, never won anything. Four, Gary, four years running, never won anything. 
four years run. We got some four, Charlie? Huh? Yeah, uh, that's 10, 11, 12 years. Tracy? 12. Okay. So there's two of our old timers by there. Been here since the conception of our church and has never won anything. So what number do you have, Tracy? Check it out. Check it out. Huh? 29. Charlie? 29 and 30. How about that? All right. You know what you got to do. You got to ride home with your grandpa. No, I don't. No? All right. What, what do you got here? 28. <laughs> Who's number 28? Daryl. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> all right, let's give these guys a hand and all our dads. Happy Father's Day to you. <laughs> all right. So uh, you dads keep coming back every year, and hopefully and prayerfully you'll win something, huh? All right. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open, open them up, please, to the book of, to the book of Titus. Take out your sermon notes, if you will, please, this morning. I had uh, Brother Mike read Psalm 112. And Psalm 112 is a, is a great psalm, primarily for dads. <clears throat> Let me go back and refresh your memory a little bit in Psalm 112. Matter of fact, you may want to turn back there real quickly in your Bibles to Psalm 112. But then I'm going to get to Titus, and then we're going to jump all over the place. This morning, I want to try to share with, with the help of the Lord a message titled, Duct Tape Dads. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. Uh, on Mother's Day, I try to gear the messages primarily just for moms and give them something very practical that they can take with them. Uh, on Father's Day, I want to do the same thing. So this is a guy's message, okay? Uh, ladies, you will benefit from this as well. Uh, but I really want you guys to, to really take hold of what I'm going to be sharing with you today. Matter of fact, I'd encourage you guys to, uh, to take notes. Now, I know that's not really a guy thing. That's something that guys don't really do a whole lot. Uh, so if you're not in practice of doing that, at least get your wife to do the writing for you. and Let her write the notes down there. Uh, but look in, in Psalm 112. I want you to look what it says. It says, Happy is the man who fears the Lord, taking great delight in his commandments. And then it goes out throughout the rest of that psalm and it starts unpacking some of the promises and some of the delights and some of the virtues, if you will, and some of the things, the benefits of a man that fears the Lord. And that word fear is not to mean that I am afraid of God. That's not what it means. It means that I am in awe of who He is, that I have reverence for Him, that I place Him in my life as the supreme being, the number one spot in my life is God. And I worship Him. I'm in reverence of Him. I am, I'm in awe of Him. And the Bible says, happy is the man who fears the Lord. Happy is the man who has that reverence for the Lord. And that man who takes great delight in His commandments. And what are His commandments? Not just the Ten Commandments, but the entire Bible. The entire Word of God, if we take great delight in the entire Word of God, the Scripture says you can be a happy man. If you have reverence for God, you'll be a happy man. And then you go on down through there and you'll see some promises that are to this man that fears God and, ha and takes delight in His Word. In verse number 2, it talks about a promise concerning his children. 
His descendants will be powerful in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Do we want our children to be blessed? Do we want our children to, to be powerful? Do we want them to have positions of influence so that they can continue to spread their Christian faith on others around them? If we do, if we want our children to be blessed, then it starts with us. It starts with us being reverent toward God and having this fear of Him and taking delight in His Word. There's the promise of His children. In verses 3 and 4, there's the promise of His character, talking about the man that does this. There's wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever, and light shines in the darkness for the upright, his gracious, compassion, and righteousness. I don't have time to preach all of this, but there's great promises to the character of the man that has this reverence and this awe, and that loves the Word of God. There's promises concerning his conduct in verse number 5. God will come to a man who lends generously and conducts his business fairly. Wow. Look what that verse says. God will come to a man who lends generously and who conducts his business fairly. Jose, you know what, you know what the Bible's saying right here? God is saying, Jose, I would love for you to be a piece of conduit for me so that I could bless the nations and people through you. And if you'll be a generous person and if you'll conduct your business fairly, I will come to you. I'll pour my blessings on you so that you in turn can be a blessing to others. Man, that's powerful, is it not? But it all starts with the man that fears God. It doesn't mean I'm afraid of him. It means I have reverence for him. I honor him. I put him in his rightful place in my life. I take great delight in his word. And he says, if I will do that, I have a promise of my, that he's going to come to me. Listen, I expect God to show up. I expect God to move in my life. I expect God to bless me. I don't sit around worrying how the next bill is going to get paid or how we're going to do this. Hey, I just expect God to show up. Amen. Why? Because I am trying my dead level best to be a man that has reverence toward a holy God and be a man that takes great delight in His Word. And I have the benefits of that according to Psalm 112. This is not even my message today. But do you get the point? Oh, men. If we'll just make a decision today to be men of God, you'll be far more blessed and your families will be far more blessed and your children will be far more blessed than any position out there in the world that you may strive to achieve and have. If you'll just be a man of God, you'll be a blessed man. The promise of his character, the promise of his confidence in verse 6 through 8. His heart is confident and trusts in the Lord in verse number 7. There's a promise of his charity in verse number 9. He distributes freely to the poor. Once again, he's a conduit. He's gracious. He's giving. He's distributing. Distributing what? What God's blessed him with. His wealth. His possessions. We're giving away. We're blessing. There's a promise of his care. Look in verse number 10. The latter part of the verse says, The desire of the wicked will come to nothing on this man. You can't hurt this man. Oh, you may attack him from the outside and you may, there may be some attacks, but let me tell you something. There is a shield around this man that God places. And this man will be able to stand because he realizes that his strength is not in himself. His strength is in the Lord. Psalm 112 is a great, a great passage of scripture. I wish I had time to unpack it and preach it for you, but I don't. I got to get to work. It's Father's Day. Hello? Are you with me, guys? Matter of fact, 
Titus chapter 2, are you there? I'm going to roll my sleeves up because it's time to go to work. By the way, what do men do? What should men do? Hello? Are you out there? Is anybody listening to me? What do men do? Work. God pity the man that don't work. I'll tell you what. I was raised in a way there wasn't much room in my dad's mind or in my dad's home for a lazy man. Hello? And you know what? I don't have a whole lot of patience with a lazy man. I like to see a man that works. Hello? So it's time for us to get to work today. You know what we're going to get to work on? We're going to get to work on becoming a duck tape dad. What I mean by that, I'm going to try to unpack that for you. Before I do, though, let me show you this video. Go ahead, show this video if you will. Pull this car over. What is this? What? thing if I've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone went to his own town to register because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary and was expecting a child. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, didn't we all learn something today, guys? Yes, sir. That's pretty good, isn't it? So my goal today is that you, in leaving this service today, will become a duct tape dad. And I'm going to talk more about that in just a moment. In Titus chapter number 2, are you there? In Titus chapter number 2... I want you to look at verse 6, down through verse number 9. It says, Likewise, encourage the young men. And that's what I'm trying to do today. I'm trying to, to encourage all men that are here to be sensible about everything, to set an example of good works yourself with integrity and dignity in your teaching. Verse 8, your message is to be sound beyond reproach, 
so that the opportunity or the opponent will be ashamed having nothing bad to say about us. And then slaves are, are to be submissive. But I want you to look in verse number 6. It says, encourage the young men to be sensible about everything and set an example. Dads, I want to preach to you a little bit this morning. And I want to try to get you to remember that you, Dad, are to be setting the example in the home, on the workplace, in the community. Everywhere you go, you are expected to set the example. Boy, there's a great, great country song. And the country song talks about how I want to be just like you. You've heard that country song? I think we even played it in one of our men's meetings. And it talked about how when, uh, when they slammed on the brakes and the little boy set, out, set a little curse word. And, son, where'd you hear that? Well, Dad, I heard it from you because I want to be just like you. Guys, dads, pay attention. I want you to understand that more, more is caught than what is taught. They are watching, and your little kids are watching every little thing you do. They're observing even what you do not do. They're paying attention. Men, you have tremendous influence in your home. Don't ever forget that. Tremendous influence. And you have the power and the ability to impact your children in a way that nobody else in the world can impact that child. As a matter of fact, I pulled some statistics over the last several weeks. I've been doing some research on this. Now, I do want to say that as I share some of these statistics, I realize that some of these will hit home personally with some families. And I want you to understand that I'm not trying to put anybody down or say anything to hurt anyone in any way. I just want to share the statistics. And I do want to share some statistics dealing with a fatherless home or an absent father. He may be in the home, but he's not engaged. He may be in the home, but he's not trying to be a person of influence. And let me share some, some statistics with you. Matter of fact, I do want to say this also. With God's grace, and God's moving in the home, children can still turn out well without dad being there. And I have a great example. You remember Timothy in the Bible. Timothy's grandmother and mother raised him. There is no reference whatsoever of a father of Timothy being around to mentor him and teach him and train him. And he became one of the greatest young and older preachers in the whole word of God. So... The statistics I'm going to share with you doesn't mean there's no hope for you. It just means you've got to really engage God even more with the absence of a father. But let me share some of these stats with you. Do you realize that fatherless sons are 35% more likely to experience marriage failure than sons that have a dad in the home? Fatherless sons are 300% more likely to become incarcerated in state juvenile institutions. Fatherless sons make up 70% of all juveniles in state institutions. 
You go to the juvenile detention centers, line up ten boys, you'll find seven of those did not even have a dad in the home. Seventy percent of them. Here's some for daughters. Fatherless daughters are 53% more likely to marry as teenagers. Fatherless daughters are 111% more likely to have children as teenagers. Fatherless daughters are 164% more likely to have an out-of-wedlock birth. Fatherless daughters have a 92% higher divorce rate than girls raised with dads in the home. Children overall. Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of high school. Fatherless children have only half the chance of being high achievers. According to the National Association of Elementary School Principals, here's some research they found. 33% of children with two-parent families become high achievers. 17% of children with single-parent homes become high achievers. Fatherless children are 50% more likely to have learning disabilities. And that's straight out of our school systems when they took polls and surveys of our elementary school principals. According to the National Center of Health Statistics, fatherless children are anywhere from 100 to 200% more likely to have emotional and behavioral problems. Fatherless young adults are twice as likely to need and receive psychological help. According to our nation's hospitals, 80% of adolescents admitted for psychiatric reasons come from fatherless families. Now I'm not here passing judgment on anyone. I'm just trying to share with you the need of godly dads in the home and the position of influence that we should be taken advantage of in the home. Men, I'm here to tell you today that our world needs some godly men. I'm here to tell you today that our nation needs some godly men. Our communities need some godly men. Our homes need some godly men. Our wives need some godly men. Our children need some godly men. Our church needs some godly men. Businesses in our area need some godly men. The need is great. The opportunity's there. You just got to decide if you want to be a duct tape dad or not. Matter of fact, you realize this is probably one of the greatest tools ever made. I went out and I did some research on the history of duct tape. I was amazed. I was overwhelmed. Matter of fact, just Google duct tape sometime. You can sit there for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. I mean, there are, there are entire organizations and societies and community service clubs that are duct tape clubs that you go and join and you bring your duct tape and you get involved. It's amazing the duct tape movement that has taken place in America today. Now, I'm not going to bore you with all the history of the duct tape, but it is pretty interesting. You ought to research it sometime. Just Google duct tape history. It's an interesting read. But I do want you to know that, man, you can do just about anything with duct tape. I mean, I don't know, really, 
of any handyman that doesn't have a roll of duct tape in his toolbox somewhere. Now hopefully he'll get on beyond, but it is a great temporary fix from time to time. Matter of fact, you don't know it today, but we use duct tape in this service already. See these banners up here? This one on the far right. My wife came in, she said, why does that thing keep spinning around? Well, the air duct, however it's blowing, is blowing right on this banner that says manage. You know what I did? I said, put some duct tape on it. You know what she did? She went over to the back of that thing and she taped it out. We're using duct tape today. You'd be amazed at what you can do with duct tape. Matter of fact, I got a few pictures I want to share with you. Look at some of these pictures, if you will. Let's show the first one. Do you realize that you can use duct tape as a babysitter? Sure. Just tape him right up there on the wall. It'll be all right. That's a redneck baby swing, is it not? Here, here's another one. What about some car repairs? Uh, I've seen this going down the highways. Have you not? We've all seen this. Let's go to the next one. What about a pair of pants? Guys, wait a minute. Let's park right here a minute. When you start doing some research on duct tape, you'll be amazed. Stay, stay with me. You, you'll be amazed at the outfits. I mean, there are even socials and dances that people go to, and the only way they can go there is to have a duct tape suit or a duct tape dress or duct tape outfit. I pulled up, so I was amazed. I mean, there are even duct tape swimming suits, bikinis. Hello? I'm not endorsing the stupid stuff. I'm just telling you what's out there. Are you with me? You can laugh. It's okay. Here's a pair of pants. Go, go to the next one. What about a pair of tennis shoes? Now, I don't know about you. I was talking with Tracy earlier this week, and I was sharing with him some about my duct tape stuff. And I remember as a boy, I mean, when, when we wore out a pair of tennis shoes, and, I, and the toes would always wear out when I was a boy. I mean, they just wore out. And my parents weren't in the shape where they could just go buy a new pair of shoes anytime they wore out. You know what I did? I'd go down to dad's basement and I'd get in his, his toolbox and in and, and the bottom drawer, the big thick drawer, I'd pull it out and there was always a couple rolls of duct tape. And I remember taping up the toe of my shoe. Any of you guys ever done that as a boy? Many of us have done that. Here's a pair of tennis shoes. The entire set of tennis shoes is duct tape. Here's another one. Show the next picture if you will. Now here's a great security item where you can use duct tape is tape up your bicycle and they've got the whole thing taped up and I don't guess anybody's going to be riding that one. Go to the next one. Now here is a patriotic sofa made entirely out of duct tape. You see it used to be that there was only one color that you could ever get. Matter of fact it even started out as an olive color was the original color and then it turned to the gray that we're more familiar with now. But there are multiple colors of duct tape. Matter of fact I ran into a girl yesterday at Lowe's and was talking to her a little bit about duct tape and, and she was all excited about one of her best friends and she said, oh, my best friend loves duct tape. <laughs> I mean, what a ridiculous conversation. I said, he does? And my wife and I, really? Oh, yeah, he makes the most beautiful, makes the most beautiful roses out of duct tape. I'm thinking, man, he or you one need to get a laugh. It's kind of what I was thinking. I didn't say that, but you'd be amazed what people can do with duct tape. Here's a patriotic sofa made out of duct tape. And here's a server made completely out of duct tape. And that's, pr that's pretty ingenious. When you get in there a little closer, you can see that it, it is all duct tape there. Let's go on to the next one. Here's a wallet made out of duct tape. I mean, the entire thing made out of different colored duct tape. There's an entire wallet. So you see there's all types of things that you can make 
with duct tape. Go ahead and hit the next one, if you will. Here's an iPod case. You know, being an Apple guy, I had to bring some type of Mac product in. And here's an iPod case made out of duct tape. Go ahead, the next one. Now, we all have to agree that duct tape just makes the entire world a prettier, better place. Amen? <laughs> Matter of fact, leave that one up there a minute. <laughs> my wife and I, my wife and I yesterday, we went over to Forest Park and we we're having a little picnic and we ran across this guy and he kind of was like in that situation. I said, oh, if I only had some duct tape right now, man, does he need some duct tape. Amen? Would you agree it's a better place for duct tape? All right, let's go on to the next slide. I guess the point I'm trying to make is this, that duct tape has many, many uses. And today I want to try to use this as an object lesson. Guys, do you realize that many times through Scripture, Jesus used objects to teach a lesson? I mean, you go back through the New Testament, through the Gospels primarily, and you read about all the object lessons that our Lord used. You'll see he used fish. He used fish nets. He used bread. He used water. He used rivers. He used trees. He used fruit. He used vineyards. He used sheep. He used shepherds. He used wheat. He used the, the, the nature of how the ground was laying, hard ground, plowed ground. I mean, he always would look around at the day and pull out an object and have a spiritual lesson with it. Well, that's what I'm going to try to do today with this duct tape. And my prayer is, by the end of this message today, by the end of this service, that you as dads will want to sign up to be a duct tape dad. And let me share with you several different things, several lessons that we can learn from a duct tape dad. Number one, stick to the main thing. Stick to the main thing. You see, duct tape sticks. I mean, to whatever it is that you're working on, duct tape has a way of just sticking to it. Now, here's an old axe of mine, and how many's ever uh, chopped wood, cut wood, split wood? How many's done some of that? We all probably have done that. Matter of fact, that was my job as a boy growing up. I remember when I was in junior high, um, back home, we heated our entire house with wood. Now, we had a, a central heating unit, and we had other ways to heat but my dad didn't like spending money for that. And he always looked for ways to create work for me during the summer. So what he would do, he, he would have a logging truck actually come onto our property. And, and he would go down into the pasture, this logging truck with logs. And he would dump those logs, a full trailer load of logs in our pasture. Down where the cows were and the horses and dump those logs there. I remember I came home from school. It's the last day of school, and I was so excited. Whoo, it's summertime. Dad said, yes, it is, and I'm so excited. And I said, why? And he said, I just had a load of logs dumped today in the pasture. He said, that's your job, that entire load of logs. He said, get the chainsaw, cut up all of those logs, split all of those, that wood. I want it brought up here behind the house. Put, we had a bin where it stayed dry. And after I cut the logs and after I split the logs, and I had, to, I had a tractor and a trailer, and I'd bring it up and I'd stack it at the house, and that's what we would heat with that winter. Many times I would pull out the duct tape because while I was splitting wood... <clears throat> Sometimes I would split and break the handle. You guys ever been there? You ever done that? And you know when you have these at the end, 
Now, my dad never would let me buy the cheap stuff. I bought the cheap stuff today. The good stuff doesn't do what I just did right there. I remember at the end of the handle, you know, right there is where you get splinters and things, and so I'd always just tape up the end of that handle again. I always did it with duct tape. The point I want you to get is that duct tape sticks. I mean, it just sticks to whatever it is that you're wrapping it around. It's going to stick. It's going to be there. Matter of fact, if you follow me on Facebook or on my blog or anything, you'll notice that I put a video on johncannon.org. You can go there and see it. And it's titled, Duct Tape Myth Busters. You guys ever seen that show, Myth Busters? Man, I love that show. Anyhow, they uh, completely destroyed a car and put it all back together with duct tape. And they wanted to see if duct tape would hold this car together, and it did. The point I'm making is that duct tape sticks to the main thing. I mean, whatever you're sticking it to, it's going to stick to it. And guys, you know what? That's what we need in our life. We need to stick to the main thing. What is the main thing? The main thing is the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what Scripture says in John 15, verses 4 through 5. It says, Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. Men, there's no way that we can be godly men and have the benefits of Psalm 112 if we are not sticking to the main thing, which is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't do anything without Him. We must abide in the vine. In verse number 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. You see, a duct tape dad's going to stick to the main thing. In other words, he's going to keep his priorities in order and he's going to realize it's all about living for the Lord. It's all about keeping Jesus number one in my life. It's not about a religious activity. It's not paying my religious homage on Sunday morning and coming and sitting in a metal chair and telling my wife, okay, I did the God thing this week. Listen, that'll get you nowhere. Hello? Matter of fact, that will lead to frustration. That will lead to fatigue. That will lead to stress. That will lead to, ultimately, discouragement and possibly even divorce because you're just trying to be religious. You see, I don't care much about religion. Matter of fact, I don't care what religion, whatever religion you want to have, have it. I don't care. You can have billy goat religion. I'm about a relationship. And you've got to know Christ as your personal Savior. I don't care what denomination you're in. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care. I don't care about all I care. Do you know Jesus? Hello? You see, I'm kind of up to here with these denominations and these preachers and these people that think that I, our church is the only way to heaven or, or you you got to live this way to get to heaven. Or, you know, I, I, no, you got to trust Jesus as your Savior. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except through Victory Church. No, 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 no. Except through me. So a duct tape dad is going to stick to Jesus. As a matter of fact, listen to what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14. He said, I pursue as my goal the prize that is promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Man, let me ask you a question. What are you pursuing? Paul said, I pursue as my goal the call of God in my life, that heavenly call in the person of Christ Jesus. Man, you're pursuing something. Every one of you guys right now, hey dads, I'm talking to you, it's not time to pray, look up, look up, look up at me. Guys, listen, every one of you right now are pursuing something. 
I'm telling you, if it's anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ as your ultimate goal in life. Now, there's other things that are fine to pursue. But the number one thing we should pursue in our life is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. A duct tape dad sticks to the main thing. And men, the main thing in your life is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you sticking to him? How's your devotion time? How's your prayer time? These are great gauges. How's your God and I time? Man, I live for that. I just can't make it through a day if I can't just get, I've got to get along with just me and God. I just can't do it. I can't do it unless I have my God and I time. And guys, that may require you getting out of bed early. It may require you staying up late. But I'm saying there's got to be some time. And, and listen, I'm not talking about getting in a family devotion and the wife leading the devotion and you kind of sitting there as a counterpart. I, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not enough. I'm talking about you and God alone. Men, when's the last time you did that? You see, if we're going to be a duct tape dad, we've got to stick to the main thing just like this duct tape sticks to whatever it is we're sticking it to. The second thing we've got to understand about duct tape, to be a duct tape dad, number two, duct tape is strong, but flexible. You see, we as men need to be strong as well. I mean, you can tear this stuff sideways, but boy, you can't hardly pull it across. Now, this is some cheaper stuff, so it may pop on me right here. If you pay the and get the good stuff, man, it is so, so strong. And guys, that's what we need to be. We need to be strong, but yet we need to be flexible. Listen to what Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 and 11. It says, finally be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand against the tactics of the devil. Now men, there's no doubt that you're strong. But the question is, are you flexible? You see, God's not looking for dictators. He's not looking for you to show up in your home with a list of rules and a list of do's and don'ts and put on your little Hitler hat and demand things be done your way. That's not what God's looking for out of you. He's looking for a servant leader. And let me give you an example of the flexibility of a servant leader. Do you remember in the upper room, the Last Supper, when Jesus had told all of his disciples where to gather? And I can't help but think that some of them jockeyed to get there early. Why? Because at the table there were chairs set up. I mean, here we go. There were chairs set up all at the table. They knew that Jesus would have the center seat. So they were jockeying for position. When they came in, they got to the upper room. That's, that's where Je I'm sitting right here. This is where Jesus is. Now, I guess I admire that ambition in them. But they had forgot all about what Jesus had taught them about being a servant. You remember when Jesus came in? He comes in. Notices they're all sitting at the table. Now, yeah, they're glad to see him. 
But he noticed something's been left undone. What's been left undone? You don't come in, in that culture of that day, and sit at the table until you have washed your feet, or they have been washed. And he noticed that no one took on the lowest form of a servant of that day to be a doorkeeper just to wash the feet of, the, of those that came in the door. And so what is the very first thing that Jesus does? No doubt he does this with a broken heart because they still are not getting the message. He has preached, he has preached, he has taught, he has taught, but they're still not getting the message. It's not about a position. Remember James and John's mother came, hey, Jesus, if you will, remember my boys. They're good boys. What was she doing? Politicking. She wanted them to sit right next on the left and the right. You remember that story? Jesus said, listen, guys, it's not about a position. It's not about men being a dictator. It's about being a servant. And Jesus got up. No doubt he showed once again some flexibility. This is Jesus. This is the Son of God. He came to die for the sins of the earth. He came to preach a brand new gospel. But yet we see him in a situation being very flexible and getting down here and washing the disciples' feet. Men, do you get the point? I know you're strong. And I admire your strength. As long as your strength is in the Lord, as, a, as Ephesians says. But sometimes what I don't admire when I watch men is that stubborn streak, that sense of pride, that dictatorship, that haughty spirit. Oh, God help us. Hey, I'm, I'm just trying to preach to you this morning. Hello? A duct tape dad is a strong dad, but our strength is in the Lord. But we must be flexible, men. Oh, I could unpack more there, but I got to go on. Duct tape, the third thing. It just has a way of holding things together. I mean, duct tape just holds things together. Here's what I'm trying to get with this. This axe here. You know what I'm doing if you know why I'm beating the bottom of it right there. Why, why am I doing that, guys? Ladies, I don't know. You're just making a racket. I don't know why you're doing that. Men, why am I doing this? The head. Yeah, the head is, the end of it's busted and the head's loose and it's coming off the top. So we got to get the head down. Right? Honey, I'm going to need you to come hold this right here. This is where Tyler, if he's out there, I'm saying hold this. Right now. Will you please hold this? See how I did that, guys? That's being flexible. <laughs> Duct tape holds things together. And there's another point coming right with this one. Here in just a moment. And there's probably some official way you're to wrap this. But for the sake of an illustration. I remember doing this sometime out there, and I, I was so, mm, I was so angry. It's summertime, my buddies are all at the swimming pool and they're out doing this and out doing that and I'm down here in the pasture and spending time with the cows and, and a truckload of logs and splitting this wood and all of a sudden my axe head breaks and my handle breaks and it gets stuck in the... You guys been there? 
It's hot. Kick it out. When you kick it out, you break the handle. You've been there? You create more work for you? You've been there? The point I'm trying to make is this. Number one, that I'm, I won't be transparent let you know I've been where you have been and where you are. We've all been there. But duct tape holds things together. Now that head is on there. My next point of carry out this message, but right now it's holding things together. Guys, do you know that's your role as a dad in the home? It's not mom's job to hold the family together. Hello? Men, that's your job. And if you're going to be a duct tape dad, you're going to be a kind of a dad that's going to get in there and you're going to hold the family together. When the family's going through an emotional crisis, you'll be the one that brings stability. When the family's worrying and about finances, you'll be the one that says, hey, there's a God in heaven. Let's pray. You won't put things off on your wife and bring stress to her because you're the one holding the family together and you're going to take all the load off her. It's not her responsibility to carry that load, men. It's yours. And a D6 dad, you know what he does? Or D6 dad, I guess that works pretty good too. But a duct tape dad, you know what he does? He has a way of just holding things together. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4 and 5 says this. It says that we are to be one who manages his own household competently, having his children under control with all dignity. And if anyone doesn't know how to manage his own household, how can he take care of the, of, of the church of God? The point is, guys, we are the ones that God has put in position to hold things together. The DNA of our family, the makeup of our family, the fabric of our family, it rests on our shoulders. Hello? Duct tape dad just gets in there and holds it together. Number four, jot this one down. Duct tape, when exposed to the wrong elements, disintegrates. You need to write down, don't get exposed to the wrong elements. Now this one's kind of interesting. The duct tape that I put on this axe, right now it's working. Right now it's okay. But there are some elements, if I expose this duct tape to, will in time break it down and it'll disintegrate and it'll be of no value and it'll be of no use it'll no longer hold things together it, it'll no longer stick to the main thing it'll no longer carry out its function when exposed to the wrong elements duct tape break, breaks down what are the wrong elements for duct tape mainly weather heat rain Son, if it just stays out in the elements of the weather, eventually it'll break down. When duct tape is exposed to the wrong elements, key word, eventually in time it'll break down. You see where I'm going with this, guys? Men, when you expose yourself to the wrong elements of this world, Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the next day, but over a period of time, it will break you down. You will disintegrate. And I've seen men, sadly, 
And boy, it breaks my heart. I've seen good men start off on the right track. But over a period of time, maybe without anyone knowing, they are exposing themselves to some ungodly elements that over a period of time will cause them to stumble and fall and no longer be the godly man in the home. Am I making myself clear? If it was just us guys, I would get a whole lot more open with us. But being we have ladies and children in the room, I'll leave it at that. But men, I think you know what I'm talking about. Just give me a head nod. Let me know you're listening. Guard. Listen, guys. Guard your heart. Guard your eyes. Guard your ears. Because you will break down if you expose yourself to the wrong elements. And number five, you need to understand about being a duct tape dad. Don't think you're the permanent solution. You see, this duct tape is not the permanent solution for this axe. You know what this axe needs? Men, tell me what it needs. Well, it does need sharpening. Outside of sharpening, what does it need? It needs a new handle. I mean, this handle split up here in the top. It's split down here on the bottom. It's not staying in there. I mean, you can go to the hardware store, get a new handle, sharpen this. That doesn't need to be sharpened. <laughs> you stick it in there. You drive the little wedge in, and, man, you can go to town, and you won't have to worry. You see, over a period of time with this duct tape on there, the wood eventually is going to splinter this tape, and it's not going to last. The thing you've got to understand about anything that you fix with duct tape is only a temporary fix. Hello? Now, if it's all you can do in the moment to get it working, then use it. But you got to understand that it's not going to last forever. Duct tape is a temporary fix. And guys, the point I want to make about this is I don't want you to think that you are the permanent solution to all the problems and everything in your life. Listen, don't try to be someone God's not called you to be. You see, he hasn't called you to be the person to fix everything. You see, a lot of times we as guys, we, we feel like it's our duty, it's our job to fix things. I mean, I'm like that with my wife. Many years ago, her and I had to come to an agreement. She would call me sometime and she would be upset and she would be venting. And I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, there's number one, number two, number three, I can fix that, I can fix that. And I'm taking notes, I'm listening, I'm taking notes. I'm in the office and she, uh, she's, okay, no, no. When she gets done, I said, okay, here's what we do. I want you to go back there and do this and do that. And do, I mean, I'm trying to fix things. She would get so frustrated. She said, John, I don't want you to fix anything. I just want you to listen. I'm like, oh. So I told her, next time you just want me to listen, tell me at the beginning of the conversation so I don't sit there trying to fix the whole thing. That's our agreement now. It works pretty good. Until she got wise. She called the office and, I just need to vent. And that's how she, I, I just need to vent. Okay, I know I can disengage. I don't have to fix it. And so I'm a multitask guy. And so I would just, okay, I'm working on the computer, listening to her vent. And all of a sudden, she asked him, hmm? Are you listening to me? I said, listen, there's something else, uh, something else I need you to do when you call. I need you to tell me I don't have to fix it, and I need you to tell me to turn away from the computer and don't do anything but listen to you. Because if my face is right there, I can work and think I can work. I can't. She became very wise. You ladies are wise. 
point I want you to make or get, guys, in being a duct tape dad is that you're not the permanent solution. Matter of fact, let me share a couple of verses of Scripture with you. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, Paul says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The point is, it's not you that can fix it anyway. It's only Christ. The main thing you're sticking to is the one that you bring to every solution and let him fix it. Now, you can put a temporary fix there. You can hold, you can hug, you can give some counsel. But ultimately, you've got to be pointing every, every problem to the solution in the person of Jesus Christ. Hello? He's the permanent fix, not us. In Colossians 1 and 17, it says, He is before all things, and by Him all things are held together by Christ. Guys, I want to share with you today what is my life verse. And men, I would encourage you to find a verse in the Bible that you can identify with. And let it be your life verse. If you get letters from me, you have seen this verse at the bottom of the letter. It's John 3.30. Put it up if you will, please. John 3.30. Now, anytime I sign Bibles, when I go preach different places and what have you, people want me to sign Bibles, and I'll sign their Bible, and I'll sign my name, and I'll put John 3.30, and under it I'll put that little slogan. Do you know what that is? The first, it's a plus sign, but it's supposed to be a cross. It's a symbol of a cross, okay? There's the cross, is greater than the little I because I am less than. Okay? You know what the scripture verse is in John 3.30? It says, He must increase and I must decrease. How do you like that little slogan? That's pretty cool, isn't it? The point is, you need to find a life verse for you. And you need to realize that, hey, you cannot bring a permanent solution to any problem, whether it be in your family whether it be on the job, whether it be in the community, all you are is a vessel. That Peter says he wants all of us to be a vessel of honor, just to be used of God. And we are just pointing people to Jesus. We know that He is the permanent solution. I promise you, I would quit counseling tomorrow if I didn't believe that Jesus could fix every single problem in somebody's life. He is the answer to all your problems, not me. And that's the same in my family. A lot of times in our family, issues will come up, and I say, listen, Jesus will see us through. He will be with us. He's brought us this far. He will not forsake us. He is the permanent solution, not me. Guys, quit trying to be something God has never intended for you to be. And that's the permanent solution to problems in your family. You're just a man. Hello? Wives, that's a good place to elbow your husband. He, he, just a man. Hello? But we're men that find our strength in the person of Jesus Christ. And we don't boast about what we have done. Matter of fact, we decrease. I don't want you to see more of John Cannon. You've seen enough already to know that he's just a sinful man. And you unpack him anymore and you're going to see more fall, flaws and failures. I'm not sitting up here trying to be somebody high and mighty, some self-righteous. I, 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 I try my dead level best to never portray that spirit. I'm just a man. I love Jesus. He's done so much for me. He saved me. 
He loved me when I was unlovable. And all I want to try to do is live for Him. I want to stick to Him. I look to Him to hold all things together. I want to share the message with others. And I look to Him as the permanent solution in everything in my life. Guys, when you start doing some of these things that I've mentioned, you'll become a duct tape dad. I hope and pray you will. Matter of fact, I'm going to help you. For all you guys, this is how we're going to do our invitation. We're not going to have any music. We're not going to have any song. We're not going to have a time to reflect and blah, 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 and deep down and feel you. We're not going to do any of that stuff. We're just going to be very practical. For you dads that are here today, and you would like to say, you know what? I want to be a duct tape dad. If that's you, I would like for you to just get out of your seat and come over here and stand. Because we, today, are going to give you a roll of duct tape. All of our men that would like to be duct tape dads, and you're going to take to heart these things that I have shared with you this morning, I want you to come over here and just stand behind this cart of duct tape. And I want to give you something that you can take home. I want to give you something that you can take home that will be a good visual reminder, men, of the men that God's called you to be. Now, there's many more applications that can be made about duct tape. But we didn't want to be here till 3 o'clock. But there's enough there to keep us busy. Men, my prayer for you is that all of us together will be the duct tape men that God has called us to be on this Father's Day. Let me pray over each of you. And then I'm going to give each of you a roll of duct tape. Then I'd like for you to go stand on those choir risers right there. And we're going to get a picture with all of the men at Victory Church holding up their duct tape. And it's going to be a visual reminder for all of us that we made a vow, commitment to God today that we are going to be duct tape dads. Amen? Amen. I guess if I was military, I'd say, Ooh! Isn't that how you guys do it? Or is that Marines? Marines. Is that Marines? Yeah. Don't we have a Marine in a bunch? Who is a Marine? All right, what do you Air Force guys do? Do y'all say sore? Huh? Air power? Okay, one, two, three. Air power. Okay, that's kind of weak. I like the hoorahs thing better. But anyway, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for these men, for these dads. And God, I just pray that you would help each and every one of us, myself included, to be the duct tape dad that you've called us to be. And God, a lot of times we want to get in there and do things ourselves. But God, we can't do that. You are the permanent solution in everything in our life. And Father, right now, I pray, God, as we've tried to share a very visual object lesson, and we've had some fun with it, but God, help us not to forget the spiritual impact of the commitment we're making today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Give these men a hand for being duct tape dads. God bless you, Alvin. Just go get on the, on the choir riser right there, if you will. God bless you. Hey, isn't it great having DJ with us today? He normally works every Sunday. Give him a hand. Praise the Lord he's able to be here today. God bless you. God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother. 
like that catch. God bless you, Rob. God bless you, Gary. God bless you, brother. God bless you, Daryl. God bless you, brother. God bless you, Trey. God bless you, Dave. God bless you, Charlie. God bless you, brother. God bless you, man. God bless you, Phil. God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you, Harold. God bless you, Dean. God bless you, Earl. You sharpen that axe for me? God bless you. Another thing, does remember you can use that as a wedge. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Look at this. Isn't this awesome? Look at these duct tape dads. All right, guys, hold your duct tape up so she can see it. Everybody see it? All right, awesome, awesome. You guys stay right there. Let me just, I just wonder, I see some young men in our congregation today. Would you like to be a duct tape man? Come on. Come on. Yeah, here we go. Then I want you to go stand with those guys, okay? No, you get one. All right. God bless you. God bless you guys. Isn't this awesome? Look at this. Amen. Awesome. Amen. God bless you guys. Awesome. One more here. God bless you. Now, let's give these men a hand. Isn't this awesome today? You guys go stand right there in the front. Right there and get in the kind of the gap. Now, let's get a picture of all these. These are the guys of Victory Church. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I forgot my duct tape. These are the guys of Victory Church that have made a commitment to be a duct tape dad and men today. All right? Hold your duct tape up, guys. All right, give all of our guys a hand. Happy Father's Day to you dads. God bless you. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.